What's up everyone? It is your girl Michelle and I am your host here at Wife-ish Podcast where we discuss all things for my fellow millennial wives who are just trying to figure this thing out, right? Um, But not only do we discuss wife stuff, we just discuss female womanhood stuff. (laughs) And we dive in and we're honest and we're open. And I can't thank you guys enough for constantly just listening and DMing me and sharing. Um, If you like it and you love it, please continue to to do that for me. Rate, you know, give me a little five stars if if you're feeling nice. (laughs) Give me some feedback, some comments. Subscribe. Absolutely, please subscribe. Um, I want to be connected with you guys. I want to... I feel like we are part of a community that is growing together and sharing this very special experience through womanhood and wifehood and figuring it out and all the hoods. <laughs> Today's episode will be sponsored by Munaluchi Bride. I am their winter 2019 cover girl. Ooh, crazy that I want a cover of like a magazine and I have a spread. It's like, what? Like, huh? Huh? this is crazy um anyways uh i really really love their brand i think they do a lot for the international or really any woman of color and i i really love what they represent and we are offering a promo code love speaks you get 30 percent off that latest issue so please go ahead over there to munaluchi bride check out their stuff check out their site it, it really is incredible. Anything that you need to know about getting married, they got you covered. Which leads me into this week's episode. <laughs> you all have been asking about wedding planning. And to be honest, I was slightly kind of dragging my feet on this episode because there's just so much that goes into it. But I could not leave y'all hanging by no means. So let's do it let's dive in to wedding planning okay now to start you just got engaged right you're feeling amazing you're on top of the world and you already know the next question that everyone is going to ask you until the day you actually get married is when are you getting married (laughs) So I say one of the first steps is to, one, after you get engaged, enjoy it. I would say don't even pick a date for a month if you can. Just enjoy being engaged. Don't even think about when it's going to be, where it's going to be, how it's going to be. Just enjoy being engaged. You have now transitioned from it being a monogamous Uh, relationship to now you are absolutely going to be married one day and now it's time to really just be present as you can because your time being engaged is gonna fly by and you're never going to have you're never going to be engaged again right and you're going to be married ideally for the remainder of your life (laughs) to this person so you really want to enjoy being engaged so I suggest do not pick a date for at least the first month, maybe even six weeks, if you can. I personally, I got engaged in October. We didn't finalize a date until mm, probably January. I just, we felt that it was best to just let it breathe and enjoy the excitement of being engaged and relive the proposal and be able to talk about it and enjoy the butterflies that come with it, okay? 
Now, when it is time for you to pick a date, my biggest thing about wedding planning is every decision should be rooted in something that that specifically relates to you and your partner. Um, for example, if you and your partner love spring together, you love summer together, you have great memories in fall or you know, winter's like y'all jam. I say and when you're trying to decide when to pick a date, you should pick a date that represents your relationship. It represents something special for your relationship. Now, if you're kind of like me where you were really more so like, I just like fall weddings, <laughs> then you just do that. And if your uh, husband or your partner is okay with that, then of course, then hey, it's a win-win, right? So for me, or for us rather, we didn't have like a specific season or date or number that was super significant for us, but I did know that I loved fall. I love fall colors. Um, we had played with the idea of doing a summer wedding, but then we took into account that we live in California. It was probably gonna be super, super hot, dry. I wasn't trying to be crazy sweaty and dealing with all of that on my wedding day. So we opted for a fall wedding and it was fully on me. <laughs> Thankfully, I have a husband who's super malleable and he was like, okay. Um, and my the major decision in deciding that is that I just love fall wedding uh, weddings. I love fall colors. Um, I love the, the, the flowers in the fall and those deep wine, navy blue colors. I just, I, I really love those colors. So that was a huge <laughs> deciding point for me. But ultimately, um, like I said, in picking a date, one, something that is significant to you and your, and your partner, or two, considering where you live, where you're gonna have, or where you want to have your wedding, considering the weather during that time. So if you are having your wedding in the Caribbean, you probably don't want to pick a date that's during, you know, their tropical rainy season. <laughs> so just keeping those things in mind. So um, yeah, that is picking a date. Now, um, once you've kind of settled on a date, the next thing is deciding, do you want a wedding planner or not? Nah? I personally, I did have a wedding planner. I was in the middle of working a lot and I knew that my time would be very limited. Um, and she was really great on keeping me on task and on schedule because, because I wanted to be still super involved in my process. I pretty much still kind of planned it, but she was there as like an assistant <laughs> to really make sure my ideas really came into fruition and, and stayed on top of everything for me. So that was very helpful. So that was, uh, of course, a pro. Now a con is you're adding an additional cost to your wedding. So if you have the time and you feel like, and you've given yourself enough time to plan, you absolutely are capable of planning your wedding. I just would highly suggest a absolutely enough time so you can take it month by month and just really write out an entire timeline of each and every thing that you're going to have to get covered. It's a lot, it really is a lot. And there were things that I just hadn't really thought of that a wedding planner, of course, because they're this is what they do for a living, they got 
everything covered and laid out for you. So if you have a little bit of extra cash, I do think it is a great investment. Um, it's only gonna make uh, the potential stress of planning a lot lighter, right? And plus you're dealing with family, you're dealing with people and all these other things um, that having someone who can go and talk to the florist for you or talk to um, whoever's printing the napkins for you, it's just, it makes it a lot more easier to handle. But as us women do, it is absolutely possible to do on your own. Now, the next thing is the guest list. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the guest list is the hardest part and there's still people I wish I personally could have invited. The guest list will determine how much you're going to pay for your wedding. So you have to really sit and decide who do you really want to be there and why? And so I, there's a, there's a, so many different ways that you can do this. Um, I usually like to start with throwing a paint at the wall. So let, so I write a whole long list of everyone I would want to invite. And then my husband writes a whole long list of everyone that he would want to invite. In that list, you break it down like family, close friends, work friends, acquaint like cool acquaintances, right? Once you break it down from there, you bring all of your guests to the table and you just see what number you're at. I believe my husband and I, we started in like the 300s or something like that. <laughs> and we were like, yes. So the way the bank account and the savings account and all that is set up, <clears throat> we gonna have to scale this back. <laughs> Which was mostly, of course, me of course but it's like I love everybody and I wanted so many people there but when it boils down to it and it boils down to the guest I think that what was a very what helped me make a definitive decision was who knew who I was marrying because a lot of people yes you want them at your wedding because you just known them for so long and that's your homie and that's your girl however if this person hasn't met them or hasn't doesn't have at least some kind of insight on who this person is and, and who you've become from being with this person, who you've evolved into from being with this person, I don't think that it should be absolutely mandatory that they have to be there. Again, that's just my personal opinion. Because trust and believe, I had family members, cousins, aunts, that when it boiled down to it, it was like, I love this cousin, of course, but I haven't talked to them in years and they have no idea who I am and who I am with my husband-to-be. So it's like, I had to just kind of make that decision of, all right, I wanna be sure that the people here are, are people who have uplifted me and molded me into the woman who was walking down this aisle and who has really played an instrumental part and in whether it be through prayer or be through sisterhood or be through, a, a, a very specific time in my life that I know elevated me to be the woman that that my husband was marrying that who was at, that is who was at my wedding so the guest list I will say in my opinion I believe is the hardest part 
but it does help <laughs> when you start seeing these numbers and you understand that having 200 people there <laughs> is going to cost you more. So it also boils down to, is this person worth this? You know, if you include the food, uh, the chair rental, the, <laughs> the plate, everything, maybe up to $100 per person once you all average it out and include the tax and add the tip. Is that person worth it? Is this someone that you know is a forever friend, a forever part of your life? And um, I can guarantee you that you can almost cut that list in half if you really sit and think about that. Who has played a very instrumental part in who you are and who the woman you are that is going to be walking down the aisle to meet that husband? That helped me a lot. Um, you're going to upset some people. It's just going to happen. But stand firm in what's best for you and your husband or a wife. I, I cannot stress that enough. Stand, stand very firm in that. Um, it's no one else's wedding, but you and your partners. And in most cases, you're the one paying for it. So you do not have to explain anything to anyone if they are not happy at the fact that you are about to just marry someone that you're spending the rest of your life with. And they're more concerned about whether they got an invite or not, then maybe you need to evaluate if this is someone who absolutely needs to be in your life. You just can't invite everyone. You just can't. Um, so then that takes me to my next bit, which is budget. Again, the budget directly comes from the number of guests. Now with your budget, this is just my humble opinion. Do not have a wedding that you cannot pay for. Even if you're using credit cards, if you can't pay that off within that month or whatever you're using on the card, that month, that two month, that three month, if you know for sure that you cannot, then you need to cut more people off that guest list. Do not, again, I repeat, do not go into debt for your wedding. Have the wedding that you can with what you can afford. Now, if you cannot afford the wedding of your dreams that you feel like you, you, you absolutely have to have, then wait a little bit longer. There's nothing wrong with taking your time, taking your time to have the wedding of your dreams with the person of your dreams for the rest of your life is worth it. And you don't want to start a marriage off in debt because I'm, most people already have their student loan debt or any other stupid mistakes you've made in your early 20s that are still hanging around on your credit score. You don't want to start off your marriage in debt. Again, this is just my opinions. Others may feel like it's a once in a lifetime thing. Money will come, this, that, and a third. But I do know that finances is a really big reasons why a lot of couples don't stay together as long as maybe they could have and being smart about your finances from the beginning and the foundation of your marriage will save you so much just drama and headache and stress in the long run um be honest with yourself and then that leads me to finding ways to work within your budget let me tell you something edisee 
was the truth. Edacy came through with the come through for me <laughs> as well as Pinterest. So there are ways to still pull off what you want in a cost effective way. There absolutely are ways you friend favors. You have to go through them friends. If someone's a florist, if someone, um, you know, can is a graphic designer or you know, whatever the case may be, look into your tribe, look into your circle and see how you can benefit from your resources so that you can still have that wedding of your dreams without going into debt. Your partner is going to love you for the rest of their life, right? That's the goal. So don't, just don't feel the, the pressure um, to, to, to stretch beyond your means for your wedding day. Um, remember, it is about you too. So everything has to be a benefit to you too. If there's anything on your day or, or anything circling your day that is taking away from your pot, then it, it, it just really shouldn't happen, in my opinion. <laughs> All right. Our next topic is choosing your theme, colors, and food. This was a really fun part for me. Um, when I was approaching our theme and our colors and our food, my biggest thing was I just want our guests to feel like they're coming in and spending a couple of hours in our relationship. <laughs> you are eating the food that we love to eat. You are fully immersed in what it is like to be in this love of ours. And that really helped me navigate what my theme or what our theme and colors would be. So I highly suggest that. Look at your relationship, think about colors that are important to you. I'm really big on meaning. So look at the meaning of certain colors, meanings and moods. Food, think about just the, the duration of your of your relationship. What are some food that you guys love and share together? Make everything about what you want. Of course, you do want some options for guests and things that things of that nature, but at the end of the day, it is your wedding. Everything at my wedding was everything my husband and I either I eat or he eat or we both eat. And we had just like a huge <laughs> mix of a whole bunch of stuff. We didn't even do a cake because we don't like cake. Again, we ain't thinking about the guests and, oh, you must have a cake because it's a wedding. No, we don't eat cake. So we're not going to spend all this money on cake when we know that's not our thing. But we did have a fun dessert table with donut bites and waffles and things of that nature. So again, I can't stress enough. Really, really sit and think about your relationship with you and your partner. What makes it special? What makes it unique? Allow your guests to be literally a guest <laughs> within your love, right? A guest at your table of love, okay? Um, and, and that is just, I, I, this is one of my pieces of advice that I just strongly advise you to take. <laughs> of course, you can do what you want, but this one I, I stand by very firmly. All right, our next topic is your registry website invites. This was my least favorite part, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Oh, but Zola.com was an absolute lifesaver. Zola.com, you can do a website, you can send out invites, you can set up your registry, you can send texts for people to fill in their addresses for you and it automatically puts it in like an itemized sheet document thing. Like Zola is an incredible website, like I, Thank God for Zola.com. <laughs> I'm 
So if you haven't already, check them out. It was super easy for us to set up our registry. Now, for us, in terms of when you're dealing with your registry, for us, we weren't moving into like a new home. So we didn't need things for the kitchen or things for the house. So what we decided to do was just collect money <laughs> for a <our> honeymoon. <laughs> After paying for a wedding, you then have your honeymoon and to have some of the costs taken care of by your guest is a great reward. <laughs> After all that hard work you just did and putting on this amazing, super lit party, <laughs> the least they can do is send you off on an incredible voyage for your honeymoon. Um, so that's what we decided to do. However, uh, if you if that is not your situation, you prefer to do it the more traditional way where you are putting in items that you need for your house and at your home, that is perfectly fine. And again, Zola is a really great resource, a really great website for that. Um, you know, most of your guests will probably send you stuff last minute. So you're not, <laughs> so, and that's fine. You know, I, we were still getting um, payments towards our honeymoon, like, whoo, like weeks after our wedding. But the good part is, is that our honeymoon was actually in December and we got married in October. So we waited quite some time for the honeymoon. And um, we, our, our guests really looked out for us. We were very, very fortunate. And I wanna say half our, more than half our trip was paid for by our guests. So shout out to the guests at the Love Speaks wedding. <laughs> um, your website. Now your website, what I do love about websites is that you know, this is a, a place where people can get all the information. The best thing that I can advise you is just try to be as clear as you possibly can on your website. The sad part is people still aren't gonna read, they're still gonna text you. But if there's any way that you can be just as crystal clear, maybe repeat things several times um, on your website, the better. Uh, I my focus was to like, okay, how can I make this as easy as possible so that people do not contact me? <laughs> I, I was trying to avoid people contacting me about the day of as much as possible. So on your website, just make sure it's very, 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 very clear. I mean, down to how many people they can or cannot bring. Um, hotels, things to do around the city, which is something I actually forgot to do. I wish I would have done, but insert things around the city that they can do. Anything that is specific to your day, just put it on the site and continue to keep it on the site. <laughs> um, invites. Invites for us was a bit unique. We used a QR code. So we didn't send out save the dates. We just did one send out that had a QR code on it. You take your phone, you scan it, and it pops you up to our website. Um, it worked very well for us in terms of just economically because we didn't have to send out two sets of, we didn't have to mail out a save the date and the invitation, it was just all one thing. And because the guest has, has to take it upon themselves to scan the code and register essentially to, to come to your wedding, it also leads it on them and weeds out a couple of people. <laughs> so then that way you might be saving in your budget a little bit because people are forgetting to, um, <laughs> to sign up for the wedding. 
I know that was petty. That was petty. But I mean, that ended up happening on our end. But um, yeah, invites was something that I just really dreaded doing. I just kind of really wanted to send out a mass text for real. But I at least did that uh, card invite with the QR code. And I I also just feel like with invites and save the dates and things like that, you know, people are going to throw it away and you spend all this money on something that people are going to throw away. And being that I am a millennial female and I'm sure there's even people younger than me who are listening to this. It's like there's so many other effective ways to let people to know where to come to watch you get married. And as much as getting something in the mail is sweet and it's, you know, it's something that you can keep and it's a nice memorable moment for you. But most people throwing your cards away. Let's, let's just be honest. here. <laughs> so I say with invites, get creative, think outside the box, see what else and you can do and what other ways you can invite people to your wedding. However, the older folks in your family, you might as well just go ahead and mail it on, on out to them. Cause they ain't trying to mess with no kind of technology, no phone, no nothing. Like just, just go ahead and mail them something or call them and have them write it down. Because let me tell you something, they want no parts. <laughs> Okay, let's get to some more fun stuff. We, we've talked about the registry and the website and the invites, um, choosing your theme and colors, your budget, your guests, getting a wedding planner or not, picking the date. Oh, I don't know if I mentioned the venue, I'm sorry, and picking the date. The venue kind of comes along, along when you also, a wedding planner can really be instrumental in helping you with that, especially if they know the lay of the land. Uh, but a venue, I think is very, is simple. Again, back to you and your partner. Do you want it outside? Do you want it inside? That will depend on the date and the weather, I'm sure. Um, do you want a destination? Do you want it in your hometown? Do you want it where you currently reside? All of that, I say, make it about you and your partner. What type of energy, what type of um, venue do you feel represents your love? It has to represent your love. Otherwise, you're just going to feel a bit out of place. For example, for us doing a destination just didn't really make sense for us because we we travel all the time and I didn't want to feel like I was on vacation. I wanted to feel like I'm getting married today, <laughs> you know, um, and, and some women have done destinations and still felt like that, you know. But for us, it we wanted we wanted to do it where we resided and where we met. Um, but again, when you're choosing your venue and anything else in your wedding planning, make it about you and your partner. What is special to you and your partner? What represents you and your partner's love? That is the most important part. Um, but yes, now let's go back to the fun stuff. Sorry. <laughs> choosing your bride squad. Now, this can be really difficult um, if you let it. If you let it, and this kind of, this is similar to the guest part, but on a higher level and higher and deeper level, make sure you're choosing forever friends to be by your side when you're walking down that aisle and you're standing at that altar. You're choosing friends or, or who have really shaped and molded who you are, who have been instrumental in that, and that you know without a doubt, they are human beings that you cannot see the rest of your life without, right? Because the, if you're spending the rest of life with this person that you're marrying, you also need 
a pillar of friends around you to to be there when it gets rocky, when you when you need that shoulder to cry on, when you when you need that extra bit of prayer. Um, do not feel obligated to choose anyone, even if it is someone who is your blood. This is a very serious moment in your life. You're never going to get this back. And you need to make sure that you have someone who is by you and who is not thinking about anything else other than what is best for you. The moment anyone shows you signs that they are thinking about what's best for them and what they do want to wear or don't want to wear and all these other things, they ain't the one that needs to be by you. It is an honor and it is a privilege to be a bridesmaid. You are... They are there to be of service to you, humbly. And if they don't exhibit that, they should not be standing by you. Do not reward them with that honor. If you feel that even throughout the process that there is one or two people who are not showing up in the way that you feel you need, remove them from that position. Because again, you are entering into a covenant and if the people around you who are standing next to you on that altar on that day aren't all in, they should not be there. Sorry, it's just the truth. <laughs> okay, um, do not choose anyone out of obligation. Do not choose anyone out of obligation. Do not choose anyone out of obligation. They will be okay. It ain't about anybody else but you, okay? Which brings me to my next point, family members. If you have any kind of family drama, if there's like a, just whatever kind of family drama with different sides of your family or whatever, nip that in the butt early on. Look, mom, dad, sister, brother, cousin, whoever, uncle, da da da, I need you to be on your best behavior. This is my day to marry my husband or my wife. It's not gonna be about you this day. I need you to be there for me. I need you to put whatever to the side, whatever situations you have with this person or what have you, I need you to put that to the side for me. Nip it in the butt early. Um, when I say early, I mean after you figured out your registry and all, <laughs> all of that in your venue pretty much, go ahead and let people know off rip. Like this is what's not going down. When you set that tone early on, people will humbly for the most part adhere to what you're saying set the tone sis please just just set set the tone I'm just telling you it worked for me I had no problems on my day and I set the tone like look this is this this about me and my man now <laughs> hey, about whatever went on 30 years ago so y'all gonna have to get over it on this day October 14th you got to put it to the side <laughs> Okay, um, the bachelorette party. So if you and your partner decide to do a bachelorette party, a bachelor party, whatever, um, this is a really good time to enjoy a girl's trip. I say if you if you have the time and the and the extra finances, go on a girl's trip, but don't just make it about just getting drunk and partying and having strippers. Really make it a eat, pray, love, sisterhood meditating, praying, lifting each other up type of girl's trip. You are going to need that. The best thing that happened to me during my bachelorette party was we went to Caravana for, in Toronto 
It was incredible. We were in our outfits, we were in our feathers, we were in our, the, just the glitz, the glams, the makeup, everything. But my most favorite part of the entire trip is when we all were just sitting around, just pouring our heart out and just talking about life and being a woman and they were loving on me and praying on me and we were just loving on each other and exchanging with, with each other and that was the highlight of my entire trip. I actually, the entire trip we had, every day we were doing something crazy. We took like a really dope dance class one day, we went to restaurants, we went on a boat cruise, we did the, of course, the, the carnival, they surprised me with the party, all these things. And it was like we were having so much fun just growing and evolving as women and working out together and all these things that we barely even focused on drinking and we barely even focused on, oh, this is your last time to be single, wild and crazy. It's like, no, you're blossoming into this incredible human being who's going to be a partner to someone else for life. Let's 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 lean into that. Let's build into that. And it was absolutely incredible. So, of course, have your fun. I'm not saying don't, but if you can also incorporate retreat-like activities and moments that are going to help you just reflect on who you are as a human and as a woman, I highly suggest it. This is another one of those points where I'm like, you ain't got to do what I say, but I highly suggest this, okay? <laughs> um, next up is the bridal shower. Now, for me, I actually didn't even care for a bridal shower because my bachelorette weekend was that incredible. <laughs> like... I was like, I don't need anything else. This was absolutely far beyond anything I could have ever imagined. I'm cool. I don't need any more showering. It was amazing. But my matron of honor forced me to have one. <laughs> she was like, you're having one. <laughs> so I still had one. And I actually opted to have my bridal shower the day before my wedding because I wanted my out-of-town guests to be able to spend some time with me and be able to spend some and me be able to spend some time with them especially because i knew that on the actual wedding day i wouldn't be able to connect with everyone but if i could at least connect with like my sisters my sis then and, and family members um the female family members uh that that would just make me really happy and super full and so that is why i personally opted for the bridal shower to be right before or the wedding and it, it really worked out for me um my bride squad completely took care of it along with my mom and stepmom and it was beautiful and it was seamless i didn't really play any part of the in the planning so for all you maid of honors out there you matron of honors out there take care of that bride make sure she has a beautiful and amazing uh, bridal shower and just on the idea of possibly doing it the weekend of her wedding to see if she would be open to that because it is super fun to be able to sit and talk with some of again the the longer distance friends or family members that you just haven't seen and been able to hug and squeeze in a while and it'll be it'll, you'll feel a lot better just knowing that you had somewhat of, of more of an interaction with them than just on the wedding day when there's so much going on right and now this brings me to the night before now the night before the wedding I suggest, I mean, phone off, <laughs> phone off by yourself, no one else around. Um, if you can, though, earlier in the evening, uh, I do suggest prepping your hair, if there's a way to prep it, as well as your bridesmaid's hair, just, just so that on the day of, 
there's no stress everyone's kind of easing into the day and your stylist can quickly do the touch-ups and add the pieces or whatever else needs to be added um, that really worked very well for us so i do highly suggest it um, to other brides-to-be if there's any way that you can prep the evening before with yourself and your bridesmaids i highly suggest it it just makes the day go a lot smoother the day of um i also decided to write my wedding vials the night before i wanted all of the planning to be done and I wanted to be with clear mind everything's done I know what's happening tomorrow and I just wanted to to, to just write and, and to write my vows and and to let it just flow and ooze out and, and it did and I, I love my vows I love how they came out and um, it meant a lot to me that I was able to do it in, in a place of just peace and serenity you know it, it, it was it was a beautiful feeling even when writing it I was so emotional but I was excited and I had mine printed out and uh, yeah I read it of course at the altar so it was like really really great um, the day of the day of so the day of again that's why I suggested doing the prepping the evening before because it's just gonna make everyone getting ready in that whole time lapse just go by a lot more smoother um it's inevitable that things may get a little pushed behind or what have you but if people are kind of already somewhat done it makes it kind of chill and you have more time with your girls and your bride squad and kind of just hang and really sip on the mimosa and talk and enjoy that that morning um now my wedding dress which i feel like the your look and everything when it comes to your wedding dress could be a whole nother podcast episode um but for me the what made me decide what kind of wedding dress I wanted is that I wanted it to be a dress that I knew I would never like model in or be on a red carpet in um I know that there's obviously certain dresses <laughs> that I would probably end up wearing in those uh, at those events so I wanted my wedding to really be very unique to just that and I wanted to walk down the aisle in the way that my husband views me which is just the ultimate goddess queen and so that's what helped me choose my wedding dress I was I thought about like the love that my husband has showered with me with and how he treated me and he's always just treated me like a goddess like I was just w such one of a kind and that led me to the dress that I decided to get made because I wanted it to be one of a kind and the style of it is very much like okay she is getting married she is off to the ball she is the <laughs> princess who is now the queen and that's that's what I wanted and the best thing you can do though is just go everywhere you can, try on every kind of dress and, and you'll find your way. But again, I feel like that's a whole nother, whole nother podcast episode. Feel free to DM me if you want, if you have some questions though, I'll be able to um, share some things <laughs> for sure. I know my favorite thing from my wedding dress though, it was my, my veil. I opted for a shoulder veil or is it, is it technically called, well, I guess it's not shoulder. I guess it's just an arm veil. Um, I wasn't into the over the head. I didn't want it around my neck. I was just trying to figure out how could I include a veil to really complete the look. And not everyone wants one. I wasn't going to have one, but I ended up going for um, the sleeveless arm or 
well, it's not. Well, I had a sleeveless dress, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it's just called an arm veil. I don't know if there's even a term. It was just, honestly, I got it custom made and it was just what I wanted is what they designed for me or what we all kind of designed together. So I don't even know if there's like a name somewhere for it, but um, that was my favorite part, my veil. I thought it was just so unique and so me and I just really, really loved it. Um, but yeah, so getting into my dress and, and all of that and the day of, I just wanted it to feel like I like it was just peaceful and and chill and it was peaceful in the sense of that's how I felt but it wasn't chill because because we had prepped the hair and we were zooming through hair and makeup we had two makeup artists we was in there partying and getting our life playing music playing classic songs albums what have you just really enjoying ourselves honestly almost breaking a slight sweat <laughs> like we were turned up um now one thing i did do though was i knew for a fact that i did not want to spend a lot of time taking pictures i was like i'm not trying to be out here taking pictures for an hour that is just not gonna happen so what I pretty much forced upon <laughs> our wedding photographers was that we would do half of our pictures, obviously without me and my husband together, because we wanted to wait until we saw each other at the altar for the first time. So we did our first set of pictures, like me with my bridesmaids, him and his groomsmen, um, us with our parents, what have you, just as long as we weren't seeing each other. We did that for 30 minutes before our guests arrived um, and they made sure that we didn't see each other or whatever. And then, it was time for the ceremony. Um, guests arrive. At this point, I'm fully dressed, ready, chilling, kicking it. Um, all the bridesmaids are dressed and ready, and 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 um, I'm seeing the the guests come in from my window and all of that. And it's time. It's time to walk down the aisle. Um, I would just say, phone as far away from you as possible. Fully just plant your feet into this day um pray continue to pray find silence in your spirit and just reflect on on what you're about to enter and what you're uh, about to what you're about to start in this beautiful journey um allow the, the quietness to to just lay on you you know and take it all in and take every moment in, look at everyone, be be present with every single person who is involved because you just never want to forget this moment. I also, you know, as I walked down the aisle, my husband, um, he was just so emotional, dropped to his knee and everything. And in that moment, as I was walking down the aisle, I just thought to myself, I'm like, I'm, I, I'm not taking my eyes off this man, this entire ceremony. I just wanted to be there with him and to really share and capture this moment between us. And we did just that. We have fun at the altar. We had a a ball, have fun with each other at the altar, you know, crack jokes and just be lax, be, be you, be, be what you guys are at the altar. You don't have to stand there and put on for anyone it is only about you and that person that's all who matters in that room everyone else is just a standby witness right it is about you all so again plant your feet deep in in that moment the ceremony is such a beautiful part I have 
I do have a suggestion of asking your guests to put their phones away. Have your officiant tell your guests to put their phones down. I get it when they walk down the aisle, they want to see and, and record you walking down the aisle. But once that moment is over, have your officiant tell everyone put their phones away to be present. You want the energy to fully be locked in on you and this person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Um, again, have fun at the altar. And after you, you go through everything you need to for the ceremony, before you walk down the aisle, as your officiant is announcing you as husband and wife, just stand there and take everyone in. Take everyone in, you know, it, make eye contact. Just really just, just, just from one end of the room or the venue to the other, just take every single person in and then walk down the aisle. <laughs> and if you can catch a strong boogie as you walk down the aisle, you just made an incredible commitment, not only to yourself, not only to God, but to this person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with and with that comes great responsibility but with that also comes an incredible reward so bask in that it is now time to party <laughs> now like i said of course i only took half of the photos before the ceremony started so we went into the reception area ours was on a rooftop and we took the remainder of our photos i was very 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 adamant about it only being 30 minutes tops for these photos because why about to give you this gym. And if you heard my first podcast, you already know this gym, but because I wanted my husband and I to have our own dinner upstairs in the suite with just him and I, and I wanted him and I to enjoy that moment together while everyone was at cocktail hour. And so that we can really sit and bask in what we just did. We just said, I do we're husband and wife now. And you get a chance to fill up your belly because you know once you enter your reception that you're going to be talking to people, taking pictures with people. You're not going to have time to really sit down and eat. And most people forget to eat. So we decided to eat before the ceremony. And it was it was one of the best decisions we could have ever done because we really had the time to just love on each other before the reception started. So, yeah, time to go to the reception. We enter. At this point, I just highly suggest just have fun just have fun have fun have fun try to stay close to your partner if you can because you don't want to not spend a lot of time with them <laughs> on your actual wedding day so try to stay close hug on each other love on each other again this everyone is there to see you guys it's not about everyone else i mean of course you want to be nice you want to at least say hello and thank people for coming and coming all this way but at the end of the day it's about you it's about you and your husband or you and your wife whatever the case may be and you put that as priority for that entire night. I, I, I highly suggest that. Um, one thing I do suggest is have a fun surprise. If you have something um, just to surprise your partner with at the wedding, it just always makes it fun and it the, the guests really enjoy it. But most, impo most importantly, your, your partner is floored by whatever the surprise is. My husband had an incredible surprise for me as I did him and it just made the night even more enjoyable and fun and representative of, of the spice that we want to continue to keep throughout the marriage. Um, kids. Now, if you have allowed kids to be at your wedding, 
I highly suggest having something fun that they can be doing, whether they're in their own kid table and there's games there, just like keep them occupied. And if you have children of your own, whether it's now stepchildren or you have a child together, absolutely have someone appointed to being their babysitter and giving them a toy or giving them something to keep them busy because you still want to enjoy your day. And kids are going to be kids. They're going to want to tug on you and be in your face and all of this and that. But if you can keep them occupied, allow them to have have fun on this night as well, but in their own kid way, then you won't have to worry about um, having to attend to them so much. Um, have your cell phone down. It shouldn't be anywhere near you. Enjoy every moment. Try to stay just just there, just there with everything that's happening and, um, enjoy, enjoy it. You deserve it at this point. You didn't put all this work in. Um, and then it's time for the nightcap. And I can tell you right now, you will know that you had a super lit and successful wedding by what happens at the end of the night. If you and your husband do not get intimate, then you know you had a bomb <laughs> turned up wedding because y'all too tired <laughs> to try to have any kind of sexy time. <laughs> but that next morning, the next early afternoon, it is on and popping in. But you know your wedding was lit and you had a ball if you can't even <laughs> gather enough energy to try to be sexy and have some sex. Or, or hey, listen. Or unless you just, you know, you got that extra bit of young and spunk or you dipped off, then, hey, everybody is different. But most people I talk to, they're like, yo, girl, you're doing so much on that day. You've been up so early, you didn't party, you didn't drink, you didn't done all this. You ain't even trying to talk about some some, <laughs> some intimate time. <laughs> but the next day, if a show gets popping. Um, okay, guys, so that's, that's wedding planning. I... If, you know, from me, from me, of course, I hope that it has been helpful. Um, remember, in all the decisions that you make, always go back to your relationship with you and your partner. What 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 does it represent for you guys? And if it's something that isn't a clear representation of either one of you or the relationship, then it's probably something that shouldn't be included in your day or it's probably someone that shouldn't be there for your day or, or be in your wedding party always resort back to the foundation of your relationship and what it represents. Allow your guests on a journey of your very unique love. There will be no other like it. There is no other like it. Literally. Like that's literally. <laughs> there is no other like it. So be sure that everything represents exactly that. Okay. All right, ladies. Whew. I feel like I have, I had a lot of information thrown at you. I hope that I helped uh, make it somewhat easier for my fellow bride-to-be's. Go ahead and DM me if you have any other questions, comments, concern on wedding planning. Um, and have fun. Have fun. It's it, Just have fun, okay? <laughs> All right, thank you guys again. And don't forget to rate and comment and subscribe. Give your girl some love. I'm just out here, just want to share my experiences and the bit that I do know. And then, of course, learn from you guys as well. Thank you again for tuning in. 
to Whitefish. Peace.